Welcome to Redbeard Radio. I'm Brian Keith, and today we have Ryan Chapman, a guy whose name was first made with the one-click upsell back in 2009, when that was a pretty novel concept for the Infusionsoft market. And since then, he's branched out into being the most advanced SMS provider around and doing Facebook messaging stuff and many other tools as well. Welcome to the show, Ryan. Hey, it's my pleasure to be with you, Brian. One thing I find interesting about you is you don't do just one thing. A lot of people are experts or their apps that they build, like your app Fix Your Funnel, does a single thing and does it well, whereas you have the, well, the most advanced SMS app and the one-click upsell and automated call dialing, and actually you have more functionality in your app than I'm even familiar with, and I've been following it for years. So it's just interesting that you have that breadth. Yeah. It's almost ironic given the title of today's podcast. Well, yeah, let's talk about that. We wanted to talk about how cash flow trumps automation. Now you've enabled, I don't know if you have an exact count, but a lot, let's say in the hundreds or in the thousands of people, probably thousands of people have used your tools over the years, right? Yeah. Easily. Let's just call you a, a multi-thousand multi tool, a multi-thousand customer entrepreneur. And your tools are largely based around automation, making automation work better. But your yeah. message is that cash flow trumps automation. What's the deal? Well, you know, this kind of came out of this, this concept comes out of the work that we did uh, with the one click up. So way back in, you know, starting in 2009, now back at the time uh, we were kind of juggling two things. We we're just, that was the very beginning of fix your funnel, but that was also like two years into our training company, which is the first place we used marketing automation. And, you know, I was a huge fan of it, but we were fortunate enough that you know, market was in the right direction. Our message was in the right direction. The The audience was super hungry and we had actually what they needed. And so a lot of things were pointing in the right direction. There's a lot of luck involved in it, but we did phenomenally well. And so cash flow really never was a concern. But for many small businesses, when they're getting started, you know, I see people I've known for years that are, you know, small businesses or entrepreneurs, whatever we want to call them but they're constantly changing their business. And the reason why is they, they never get past that cash flow hump. And if you don't get into a position, this is why the one click upsell is so important at the very beginning for us is it, it allowed you to be able to get your cash flow in a position where you could survive long enough to learn the lessons that you need in order to actually grow the business. And every entrepreneur, it doesn't matter what industry you're in, what your business is, there's certain lessons unique to your business that you must learn in order to survive long enough to get past that five-year mark, right? Where 80% of businesses go out of business by year five. The reason why is because their cash flow isn't sufficient to allow them to learn the lessons they need to learn in order for them to survive and then thrive. How and do you so know which lessons those are? You don't. And that's the thing. That's why you have to focus so hard on cash flow versus um, the allure of automation. In that, I'm not saying no automation. I'm just saying uh, just enough automation to make sure you're getting cash flow because um, automation is like that. It's that rabbit hole, right? Of and, all the things that you do, because yeah. Fixer Funnel does a lot of different automation tools, uh, what one or two are the ones most directly related to companies that need to go focus on cash flow and not get bogged down in all the automation opportunities? Sure. You know, if you haven't, it's hard to say like a revenue number because it really is about profit. If you're not in a position where you feel comfortable with your your 
your personal income, the money you're drawing out of the company, where you're like covering all your bills and you've got a little bit of extra and you're squirreling it away and you're able to go on vacation and stuff like that. Until you're in that position in your business, you must focus primarily on cash flow first because until you get to that point, anything can take you out. And so that's where I say use that as the barometer to say, hey, I need to focus on cash flow. The tools really manifest themselves in a focus on getting sales converted. And there are elaborate ways to do this, and there's very simple and direct ways, but you can also be simple, direct, and sophisticated. And so the tools that primarily I look at any business, and it's interesting, Brian, because I can take almost any business, if they're not doing a few things, implement those few things, and double their revenue. And which frequently means more than a doubling of their profit because um, your fixed expenses usually stay fairly fixed. Okay, let me guess. This will be fun. I'm going to guess and you're going to tell me hot or cold, okay? All right. One thing is Fix Your Funnel lets you have text message updates to people to remind them to attend webinars and also have text message updates throughout the sales funnel to get people to show up to sales calls and that kind of thing. Hot or cold? So if you were selling by webinar, you would be pretty warm. Uh, the actual hotness is not in the reminder, but it's important. What's the hotness? The hotness is post-presentation of your offer, asking those who should have bought but didn't why they didn't buy. Awesome. Gathering of objections. It's the simplest strategy. Nobody does it. Nobody does it. And the reason they don't do it is because they're thinking about everything else. And if you really think about it, if someone goes through all the trouble you got their attention in the first place. You got them to raise their hand and say, hey, I'm interested in more information. You got them to actually hear your offer, whether that's by appointment or webinar or from the stage or wherever it is, and then they don't buy. They've, they're what I call a should have bought. They've done everything that a buyer does except for give you money. There's usually only one thing that holds them back. It's one concern or one question, but they just don't feel like there's a right environment to ask that. Or they don't, they're not sure you even care. I was reading the article you wrote. I'm not sure where it was, but on the four kinds of people, one of them was the should have bots. What are the other three classifications you had? Oh, geez. I don't even know what that article is. <laughs> Maybe you wrote it years ago. I don't know. But for the folks who have not read the article that Ryan doesn't quite remember, I remember just the idea that you said there's four kinds of people in your database. And the should have bots were those they were just one inch away, like you're saying, one reason away. And I love that idea because I can think about, well, today I had a hot prospect on a webinar I did this morning and they haven't bought yet. Why is that? I don't actually know, Ryan. You know what? I did not even ask. But with some forethought and using Fix Your Funnels SMS, I easily could have asked. It's not like I don't have the tools. It's not like yeah. I don't have the know-how. I just didn't set it up in advance. So and that's a perfect example. You're, you are such a smart guy and you know your stuff. Especially but. when it comes to technology. <laughs> but even, the, even the person who knows so much often forgets the simple things that need to be done because we're, we get caught up and we get swept up in the automation idea that we forget there's just some human nature stuff we really got to pay attention to. Maybe I yeah. should have spent more time automating the follow-up uh, to, to non-sales on my webinar rather than setting up Hootsuite to syndicate my latest podcast social media, uh, which is what I was doing just before this call. So there's a very literal example of one of these things is probably closer to cash flow than the other. (laughs) Yeah. And see, this is the thing, Brian, there's so many things calling for our time as a small business owner or an entrepreneur. So Mm -hmm. many things. 
And there's so many sales messages that are hitting us and they're, they're all very well crafted and they distract us and they get us to focus on the thing that's most important to that company. But as a small business owner, your sole responsibility is to make sure that cash flow is sufficient, that you can last long enough, that you can learn the lessons so you can get to a point where you actually can understand the business that you're in. And so many people don't, and that's why they fail. And the failure of a small business owner is probably one of the most heart-wrenching things to me because of the impact it has on so many lives. Because if you're in business, there's got to be a reason, right? Mm -hmm. There's something that you feel like you can contribute to the world. And maybe not the world as a whole, but at least some segment of the world. And you feel very passionately about that, passionately enough that you're willing to go through all the garbage that an entrepreneur has to go through to get to that destination. Well, if that's the case, then I want you to be able to not only survive the initial journey, but get to a place where you grow and thrive and your business can stay the same. Because I see all these smart people, good people, hardworking people who are changing their business model on a constant basis because they haven't quite figured it out. And usually if we investigate and we dissect, and we look at what's going on, what's going wrong, is they don't understand that their primary objective in the initial phase is to get cash flow to a place where they can actually breathe. And there's something in the mind that until you get to that point doesn't release. And so you can't really even learn the way you need to learn. So the primary focus just has to be on how do I get good cash flow? Now there's some principles to that. Before we hop into that, for people who are playing along at home who want to start using SMS to ask their prospects why they didn't buy after a webinar or a sales call, what's Mm -hmm. the URL to go to to learn more about that particular feature? Uh, you know, just go to fixyourfunnel.com from there. You'll see um, some information. I, for, for a lot of people, I think the best place for them to start is actually to get my book. And they could go one, right? Up. You have five of them. Yeah. You have to specify, mate. <laughs> the, mes- the messaging connection. This is the, the latest one I've released. And it's really critical because it gives you foundational understanding. In fact, Trent and I have been working on a new podcast series where we're going beyond the messaging connection, which we're going beyond the book itself, kind of describing all the phases. We're taking a chapter at a time. And as I was getting into episode three, I realized we haven't said a word about texting yet. Huh. <laughs> I haven't said a word about message because there's some foundational pieces that have to be in place. So I recorded an audio version of it, and I love for people to just pick up a free version. They, of course, can buy the hard you know, copy version from Amazon for like 10 bucks. But if they like a free audio version of the PDF, they can get it by texting LEARN to 949-835-5300. And I'm sure we can put that in the show notes if you want to. Yeah, that sounds great. So that's uh, a way to use SMS. Now, I was going to have one other guest, which was obviously one-click upsells, where for folks not familiar with the language, someone buys something from me, and then I immediately offer them something else. And I tell you, I just set up a new funnel for my Impact Academy, and I don't actually have a one-click upsell set up. And I had someone buy today. I had a great sales call, person purchased 10 minutes later, beautiful. And now as I'm talking to you, I'm thinking, you know, well, I did talk with her about other options and what she could do in the future and why this was really the appropriate level of working with me for this moment. That doesn't mean that she wouldn't have bought something else. Like she paid... The list price is $199. So if, if I had offered a $50 something that was also insanely useful, maybe I would have made another 50 bucks today in that sale. But I didn't I get it set up yet. Exactly the, the topic, but from a, from a you know, rubber hits the road perspective, you're right on target with your thinking. Because there's 20% of people that buy from you that would have taken an upsell. 
So it's not everybody, but 20% of the population will do it for one of two reasons. One, either they have a really urgent need and they'll consume anything they can in order to help them resolve that. Um, so they're looking for speed because of some sort of fire that's in the belly, so to speak, to get their problem resolved. There's another portion that will do it just as a matter of identity. They're the same people that buy the luxury vehicle versus the standard vehicle that will take the upgrade package when they're buying a vehicle or whatever. At one point, I owned almost all of Seth Godin's books. And at one point, I've owned almost all everything Alan Watts has written. With Seth yeah. Godin, I have one of his compendiums. It's this huge, something like a 10-pound book, only a couple thousand printed. I used to have it behind me. So when people were on, with me on the phone, they would see, oh, yeah, I'm the kind of guy who has this book, this limited Perfect. edition They've never seen it before book. Did I really need that? No. Have I read the whole thing? No, I have not. Uh, but I'm the kind of person who owns all of Seth's books. Seth, so like, my first name. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's even the impact framework in the, in the uh, tribe part. We talk about the branch of leadership. or no, the branch of uh, self-identification. Uh, so, and part of that is, yeah, I'm the kind of person, and or, uh, shared values. I'm the kind of person who does this kind of thing. I was at somebody else's conference. They invited me to come in and speak. And I came and I spoke and I was sitting at lunch with a few of the people. And I heard somebody at the table I was sitting at start complaining about how they can't pay for traffic. Like you know, they can, the most they could spend is $6 to get a lead. And just like there's this other company and they mentioned the name of the company. They're like, they just suck up all of the traffic. And I, I don't understand how they can do it. They're in the exact same industry. They're selling the same kind of stuff, but they seem to be able to spend way more money than me. And I laughed because that other person they talked about was actually a, a private client of mine. I've only had one private client ever because I don't like to take too much on with other stuff because I got so much going on myself. Mm -hmm. but this client was able to spend $35 to get a lead, whereas this other guy could only spend six. And the reason why, one click upsells. They had upsells. And because of that, the value of a customer was probably four to five times what the other guys was. And that's the cash flow, right? Let's look at the numbers here for a bit. For a one-click upsell, in this particular case I had today, we'd already talked about my next price offer, which $199 a month is the Impact Academy, bi-weekly mastermind in a group setting. The next offer up is $1,000 a month for private coaching. We'd already talked about it and decided it wasn't a great fit at the moment. So in this particular case, it wasn't appropriate. But in general, someone buys the mastermind, the next offer should be, hey, would you like to go apply the $199 you just gave me and I'll double it so that your first month instead of $1,000 costs you only $600. And that's you the said something format. super important there. So there's four sins to upsells. Four sins. Go for it. Four sins. But one of them is you don't want to make their initial purchase worth nothing. And so what your intuition there, which was to give them credit and double that credit if they took the upsell, was spot on because you not only validated their initial purchase, you made it more valuable if they took the upsell. So that was really good intuition on your part. Yeah, so that's the upsell. You definitely can do that. Sometimes what you're going to have to do if you want to really enhance cash flow is identify another product you could create that might be a stopgap product. And so it could be something that maybe doesn't take them to the $1,000 level, but that is something that would help them temporarily get a little bit closer because that person will probably eventually take the 1000 And when people buy upsells, that identifies them as a person who wants more from you. And so that person needs to then have special attention. And these little things, these little um, strategies, these are all cash flow centric strategies. And if you get them right, it gets you to that position where you can actually now start optimizing. But until you get that first level done, you don't have any business optimizing. 
to support cash flow, we're trying to get more customers a month and higher cash per customer, higher profit per customer. So your first strategy of text people afterwards and ask them why they didn't buy is aimed at get more customers a month. And the second strategy of one-click upsell is get more profit per customer. Those were my first two guesses as to how to increase cash flow, given what I know. So, so for anybody that's selling online, bingo, right there, those two go together perfectly too, right? First asking them why they didn't buy to get them to start. And then everybody that goes through the purchase process, giving them an opportunity to, to upgrade their order. It, those are two huge things that would increase cash flow. In fact, we saw just with that one, the um, post webinar, one text message out asking a question, it doubled sales for one of our, our users that was doing that it was Frank Kern. And so he went from just having a million dollars in sales to $2 million in sales from his webinars. <laughs> Simply by asking that one question. Nothing Hold else on while I pause the webinar yeah. and go build that functionality out right now because that sounds like fun. Uh, so there's also one other thing here that yeah. because Fix Your Funnel has all kinds of SMS that's unrelated to someone having to buy something, that even before we get to that sales conversation, uh, that you can build a Fix Your Funnel integration where you can give someone free information about something and then follow it up at the end with a, hey, do you want to know more? Let's get on my calendar where yeah. uh, one of the okay, things so that brings up an important point. Like I just um, told people I wanted to get a free audio co- copy of my book, right. That they could text learn to uh, 949-835-5300. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I said that now what happens if people text that number is I'll ask for their name. They'll ask for their email and then I'll ask an open-ended question. Now this is how you straight line to cash flow is you and the question could be something as simple as why did you text learn today right why did you text and request the book so no, no need to overthink it it's okay to no, be simple people always over like i'll see people's conversations and they're asking 20 questions i'm like dude let them identify themselves so you can continue to follow up with them we all know about long-term nurture fantastic great okay we'll do that but somebody does take some sort of action there's a reason why just ask them what the reason why is. If they feel comfortable telling you, that means they're in a place where they're ready for a conversation. That doesn't mean they're necessarily going to buy at that moment, but they're at least ready for a conversation where you can learn more about what they're facing, what they're trying dealing with, what they're trying to overcome. And as a human being who cares about another human being, you can just listen and you can find out what they're doing. And then you can know, I mean, you know what? I'm not the right solution for you. Here's what you need. You need to go call Brian over at Redbird, Beard, right? Or, oh, no, you need, actually, we're a perfect match. We can totally help you with that problem. On the tech side, uh-huh. it's your funnel, unlike a lot of text messaging systems, you can see everything in an app, right? So if I text and learn to that number, and then you ask an open-ended question, I respond, you don't necessarily have to be on your phone, but you have a phone app. You could also have your team be on a computer. So if, if, if a thousand people took advantage of your offer all at once, you could have a lot of people on your team yeah. all coping with the incoming. Because that's one of the things is, I want to design systems where there's not, where you either you choose A or you choose B. Did you come to me for A or B? Because I, if I get a lot of people coming in, in some systems, it can be hard to handle that, but you have that figured mm-hmm. out. Yeah. So, yeah. So what will happen is in that situation where I asked that open-ended question at the end of the automated part of the texting conversation, what happens is a member of my team 
or members of my team in my case will be notified that that new message came in. And then somebody on my team will see that the answer to that question came in. They'll see the whole context because they can see the whole automated part. And then they can start carrying on that conversation with the individual, finding out what they're looking for, what they need, you know, and then if that leads to a purchase, fantastic. If it doesn't, we can help them anyway. Fantastic. So that's the software part. And that's how that works. Uh, Fix Your Funnel is designed for teams. So you'll say, like I said, I have multiple team members that are waiting to answer and respond to those things. But what happens if, like you're saying, a thousand people text in, they're all excited and they all answer the question, why did you text learn today, right? Fantastic. I can now evaluate that. And then this is where people get into trouble. They try to preemptively prevent these amazing situations almost never happen. (laughs) <laughs> you know, they're like, well, what if a thousand people text it and then they shut it all down and they lock it up and they put the people all in bots and make them deal with machines and then they just annoy people and they can't figure out why they don't grow the business. The perfect problem to have is being overwhelmed by text messages coming in. As long as the system can handle it, which is what you have with Fix Your Yeah, well, my system can handle it. But let's say you get, you're like, oh, no, I'll be overwhelmed if I let people text me. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Best possibly have because... All sales happen in conversations. If you're not having conversations, you're not making sales. If you're not making sales, you don't have cash flow, you're out of business. It just happens too often. So people create these walls because they get excited about automation. They actually block themselves from being in a position of overwhelm. If you got into the position of overwhelm, I guarantee you there's a million different solutions we could apply that would help solve that. But most people never get there because they build up this barricade around themselves that don't let humans interact with humans, which is the whole point of technology. See, technology is supposed to limit the negative side effects of human nature in the owners and the operators of the business, but enhance their humanity. In other words, their ability to connect with another human, because that's where all the opportunity lies, is in relationship. And that doesn't mean it has to take hours and hours of your day. All it means is that at that pivotal moment where a human needs help from another human, you're there. Well, Ryan, that's all we have time for today. I love what you're saying. What's that phone number again for people to text learn to? It is 949-835-5300. And where's the best people place for people to follow you on social media? You know, they can just go to Fix Your Funnel. Uh, you go to Facebook's forward slash Fix Your Funnel. And that's a great place. They'll be able to see some stuff we published there, post a lot of our podcast and our, our blog articles there. Great. Thank you much, Ryan. Folks, thanks for listening to Redbeard Radio. Go ahead, give us a five-star rating, subscribe in your podcast app. And if you have any questions, go ahead and email me, brian at redbeardconsulting.com, and let's talk.